All right, so I went ahead and made a last minute change. I threw in a song that I wrote uh, and recorded on my uh, phone right before I got clean this time. Um, so I thought I'd throw that in. Um, also, on the one of the first segments, I did some editing stuff that I wasn't able to go back and change because it wouldn't let me. So there's some music where I didn't want it to be. But anyways, hope someone gets something out of this. Um, it was fun. Enjoy. Got this old needle, it's dull and it's worn. Keeps missing my veins, all tattered and torn. Pray to my God, this one day will end. Never imagined it'd end up like this, but I did. Every damn day I wake up all the same Covered in sweat like I slept in the rain It's all self-inflicted and brought on by me But still I can't help but beg for mercy Hello and welcome to the first episode of Casey in Recovery. I'm your host, Casey Foss. I'm a recovering heroin, speed, gambling, everything addict, uh, celebrating 106 days clean and free of the metaphorical handcuffs of addiction. I'd like to start things off by giving a huge thanks and shout out to Kelly, Mike, Dr. Hindmarsh, and all the staff at Sandy Am Treatment Recovery Services who have played a huge role in making my recovery possible. Uh, anyone living in and in in, in around the surrounding areas of Lynn County uh, still struggling from active addiction, looking to make a change, do yourself a favor and call the people at STARS at 541-451-6388. You won't be disappointed. 
And I'd like to add that even though I make quite a few references to STARS and other organizations and the people that work there, I'm in no way, shape, or form paid or affiliated with STARS or any other organization. So let's get started with the first segment I call 30 Days In. It's here we'll discuss and dissect my first 30 days clean as well as some other bits of information that I find useful. I also like to add that I have written, rewritten, recorded, re-recorded this episode so many times that today uh, while having a conversation with Dr. Highmarsh, uh, made a commitment that I would just power through it and get it out of the way, uh, you know, so that I can present it and get some feedback, um, so that I can hopefully make the next one better. Uh, I will add that I'm recording this in my place right now. I have a large dog who likes to bark sometimes when he wants attention or he finds something entertaining outside. So, uh, bear with me. This is not a professional recording. This is done on my phone. Um, so, with all that pre-tailoring justification out of the way, let's get started. So, my last relapse before I got clean this time lasted about four years, give or take. Now, some of that time was spent in a sort of half-assed recovery here and there, whenever I found myself attending various Suboxone-based treatment programs located throughout the Willamette Valley, uh, none of which ever lasted more than a month or two, mostly because I was never willing to put forth any effort, always in it for all the wrong reasons. Nine out of ten times, I'd stay high the whole time. And even the lousiest of programs are only willing to put up with so many dirty UAs before it becomes a liability issue. Uh, by the time I made my first appointment for my assessment at STARS, my girlfriend of the last six years, Rachel, had already been in the program two weeks. Now, because of our previous track record, I didn't really take it too seriously at first. Uh, maybe it, um, maybe I, I hadn't been so high at the time, I might have noticed that things were actually different this time. Uh, not only was Rachel going to groups, she was engaging in her groups, her attitude was positive, and she was taking her medication as prescribed. And most, most importantly at all, of all, she was staying clean, and not just off heroin. She had stopped using methamphetamines as well. Uh, and she seemed genuinely happy. And if you knew Rachel at all, you'd know that this was a huge deal. Big deal. Huge. Uh, and so, and I've been waiting for this to happen a long time. I feel like I had hit my rock bottom quite some time back. And since then, I'd just been trying to wait it out until she'd hit hers. Uh, I think maybe me selling our car, or should I say trading our car for three ounces of heroin, may have tipped the scale some. Regardless, I was hopeful and excited to get life going again. Anytime I'm balls deep in active addiction, I always seem to suffer from extreme bouts of arrested development. Always as if time uh, just stands still. Uh, besides maybe the aging process, which accelerates rapidly. Uh, I don't know how, but somehow I managed to escape my time doing drugs without contracting uh, hepatitis C or anything else for that matter. Well, besides high blood pressure, I do suffer from high blood pressure uh, these days, but we'll talk about the medical ramifications uh, another episode. 
Uh, now, December 17th was the last day that I used heroin uh, or, and methamphetamines. Uh, December 18th, I went to my assessment at 100 Mullins Drive, where Sanium Treatment and Recovery Service is located. Uh, Kelly Story, the director of the program, conducted my assessment. Now, I had spoken to Rachel beforehand, uh, so I pretty much knew what to expect. Um, I mean, for the first time in her life, Rachel really admired and respected her counselor. Uh, so I went in with an open mind and was completely transparent. I figured if we're really going to make a go at recovery, then I needed to let it all hang out. Uh, can't fix what I don't address. And so that's exactly what I did. I don't believe I held anything back. Uh, thinking about it now, I probably could have saved face and kept th uh, some things to myself. Uh, but what are you going to do? No harm, no foul, I guess. Uh, the assessment itself was fairly painless. Kelly was everything Rachel said she was. Intense, articulate, fast-talking, knowledgeable, intimidating, direct, and brutally honest. Uh, I will add compassionate, uh, knowledgeable. Um, she didn't waste time by sugarcoating what she thought a... Uh, Oh wait, she didn't waste time by sugarcoating, um, which is a character trait I appreciate greatly in a person. I decided right away not to bother trying to bullshit my way through the process like I'd done so many times before. Uh, by the end of it, it was suggested that I attend uh, the men's IOP or intensive outpatient programming. Um, the following Monday, I attended my first group. Uh, it was from 5.30 to 8.30. Um, it was myself and two other guys. Uh, the counselor's name was Mike. Uh, you could tell he was straight edge, but he seemed to know his shit, and Rachel had nothing but good things to say about him. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I don't normally care for counselors that don't have the hands-on experience, but Mike's a good guy and has gained my respect. Um, and every time I leave one of his groups, I always walk away with a new perspective on whatever it is we've talked about that night. Now, I should add that I was still hung over uh, some over the under, under the influence, you could say, uh, while in attendance of my first group. Um, but people seemed to be understanding, and nobody gave me a hard time about it. And for that, I was appreciative. The next day, uh, I received a phone call from my caseworker uh, for Child Protective Services. Um, no, from a caseworker at Child Protective Services. My two youngest kids' mother had been under investigation for the past few months, and things were coming to a head. At the time, I was technically on Suboxone, but I needed to be legitimate. I needed to have a prescription uh, and not be getting it illegally on the streets or what have you. Um, uh, it was then I decided I would go into Kelly's office to see what I could do in order to expedite things and get into the doctor. Uh, after about five minutes of talking with Kelly, uh, she took me right over to the doctor and got me in right then and there. I must admit, going into the doctor, I didn't expect much. I've gone through programs like this before, and let's just say that I have a long and unpleasant history dealing with doctors in this field. Uh, regardless, I went in with a positive attitude and open mind, and immediately upon meeting Dr. Heimarsh, I was quite surprised that we hit it off right away. Here I am, you know, a junkie, and this guy is a respected medical professional, and he's treating me, of all people, with compassion and respect. 
it was then and there that I knew this was someone that I liked and that I could trust. And so due to the fact that Kelly put her neck out on the line by getting me into the doctor sooner, I couldn't afford to have any mess-ups. No get-out-of-jail-free cards, which was fine by me because I already had DHS holding, holding me accountable. And, uh, and besides all that, I was ready. I was finished feeling like crap day in, day out. Uh, all the time and effort spent doing whatever I could inside and outside the law in order to get money for drugs. Uh, then having to repeat that process on a daily basis. No thanks. I've had enough. Needless to say, I had more than enough motivators, so it was time to get to work. Uh, thanks to Dr. Heimarsh and the Suboxone, I, was suffering from, I, I wasn't suffering from withdrawals, but I still felt uh, pretty horrible. Uh, constantly tired, sick to my stomach, headaches, restless in every sense of the word. Uh, I'm ashamed to say that I used edible THC for the first two days to help with the symptoms. Uh, it is what it is, and I did what I did. And although it did seem to ease some of my symptoms, I don't recommend going this route. I mean, it worked for me this time, but I'm all or nothing, and I can't afford to take those kinds of risks associated with substance abuse of any kind. Now, uh, that definitely includes alcohol and marijuana. Now, that's the thing about me, I'm 100% all or nothing. It's black or it's white. It's this or it's that. I'm using or I'm clean. And that's how it's always been. At least that's how it's been the few times I have gotten clean. I don't personally believe in accidental relapse. Uh, in fact, I believe that a person goes through quite a few thoughts and decisions before picking up and using. Um, the best way I know to get help on calling you out. Wait. The best way I know to get help on calling you out. So my last relapse before I got clean this time lasted about four years, give or take. Now, some of that time was spent in a sort of half-assed recovery here and there, whenever I found myself attending various Suboxone-based treatment programs located throughout the Willamette Valley, uh, none of which ever lasted more than a month or two, mostly because I was never willing to put forth any effort, always in it for all the wrong reasons. Nine out of ten times, I'd stay high the whole time. And even the lousiest of programs are only willing to put up with so many dirty UAs before it becomes a liability issue. By the time I made my first appointment for my assessment at STARS, my girlfriend of the last six years, Rachel, had already been in the program two weeks. Now, because of our previous track record, I didn't really take it too seriously at first. Uh, maybe it, uh, maybe I, I hadn't been so high at the time, I might have noticed that things were actually different this time. Uh, not only was Rachel going to groups, she was engaging in her groups, her attitude was positive, and she was taking her medication as prescribed. And most, most importantly at all, of all, she was staying clean, and not just off heroin. She had stopped using methamphetamines as well. Uh, and she seemed genuinely happy. And if you knew Rachel at all, you'd know that this was a huge deal. Big deal, huge. Uh, and so, and I've been waiting for this to happen a long time. I feel like I had hit my rock bottom quite some time back, and since then, I'd just been trying to wait it out until she'd hit hers. Uh, I think maybe me selling our car, or should I say trading our car for three ounces of heroin, may have tipped the scale some, 
Regardless, I was hopeful and excited to get life going again. Anytime I'm balls deep in active addiction, I always seem to suffer from extreme bouts of arrested development. Always as if time uh, just stands still, uh, besides maybe the aging process, which accelerates rapidly. Uh, I don't know how, but somehow I managed to escape my time doing drugs without contracting uh, hepatitis C or anything else for that matter. Well, besides high blood pressure, I do suffer from high blood pressure uh, these days, but we'll talk about the medical ramifications uh, another episode. Uh, now, December 17th was the last day that I used heroin uh, or, and methamphetamines. Uh, December 18th, I went to my assessment at 100 Mullins Drive, where Sanium Treatment and Recovery Service is located. Uh, Kelly Story, the director of the program, conducted my assessment. Now, I had spoken to Rachel beforehand, uh, so I pretty much knew what to expect. Um, I mean, for the first time in her life, Rachel really admired and respected her counselor. Uh, so I went in with an open mind and was completely transparent. I figured if we're really going to make a go at recovery, then I need to let it all hang out. Uh, can't fix what I don't address. And so that's exactly what I did. I don't believe I held anything back. Uh, thinking about it now, I probably could have saved face and kept th- uh, some things to myself. Uh, but what are you going to do? No harm, no foul, I guess. Uh, the assessment itself was fairly painless. Kelly was everything Rachel said she was. Intense. Articulate. Fast talking. Knowledgeable. Intimidating. Direct. And brutally honest. Uh, I will add compassionate, uh, knowledgeable. Um, she didn't waste time by sugarcoating what she thought a, uh, oh wait, she didn't waste time by sugarcoating, um, which is a character trait I appreciate greatly in person. I decided right away not to bother trying to bullshit my way through the process like I'd done so many times before. Uh, By the end of it, it was suggested that I attend uh, the men's IOP or intensive outpatient programming. Um, The following Monday, I attended my first group. Uh, It was from 5.30 to 8.30. Um, It was myself and two other guys. Uh, The counselor's name was Mike. Uh, You could tell he was straight edge, but he seemed to know his shit, and Rachel had nothing but good things to say about him. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I don't normally care for counselors that don't have the hands-on experience, but Mike's a good guy and has gained my respect. Um, And every time I leave one of his groups, I always walk away with a new perspective on whatever it is we've talked about that night. Now, I should add that I was still hung over uh, some over the under under the influence, you could say, uh, while in attendance my first group. Um, But people seemed to be understanding and nobody gave me a hard time about it. And for that, I was appreciative. The next day, uh, I received a phone call from my caseworker uh, for Child Protective Services. Um, no, from a caseworker at Child Protective Services. My two youngest kids' mother had been under investigation for the past few months, and things were coming to a head. At the time, I was technically on Suboxone, but I needed to be legitimate. I needed to have a prescription uh, and not be getting it illegally on the streets or what have you. Um, uh, it was then I decided I would go into Kelly's office to see what I could do in order to expedite things and get into the doctor. Uh, 
after about five minutes of talking with Kelly, uh, she took me right over to the doctor and got me in right then and there. I must admit, going into the doctor, I didn't expect much. I've gone through programs like this before, and let's just say that I have a long and unpleasant history dealing with doctors in this field. Uh, regardless, I went in with a positive attitude and open mind, and immediately upon meeting Dr. Heimarsh, I was quite surprised that we hit it off right away. Here I am, you know, a junkie, and this guy is a respected medical professional, and he's treating me, of all people, with compassion and respect. It was then and there that I knew this was someone that I liked and that I could trust. And so due to the fact that Kelly put her neck out on the line by getting me into the doctor sooner, I couldn't afford to have any mess-ups. No get-out-of-jail-free cards, which was fine by me, because I already had DHS holding holding me accountable. And, uh, and besides all that, I was ready. I was finished feeling like crap day in, day out. Uh, all the time and effort spent doing whatever I could inside and outside the law in order to get money for drugs. Uh, then having to repeat that process on a daily basis. No thanks. I've had enough. Needless to say, I had more than enough motivators, so it was time to get to work. Uh, thanks to Dr. Heimarsh and the Suboxone, I, was suffering from, I, I wasn't suffering from withdrawals, but I still felt uh, pretty horrible. Uh, constantly tired, sick to my stomach, headaches, restless in every sense of the word. Uh, I'm ashamed to say that I used edible THC for the first two days to help with the symptoms. Uh, it is what it is, and I did what I did. And although it did seem to ease some of my symptoms, I don't recommend going this route. I mean, it worked for me this time, but I'm all or nothing, and I can't afford to take those kinds of risks associated with substance abuse of any kind. Uh, that definitely includes alcohol and marijuana. Now, that's the thing about me, I'm 100% all or nothing. It's black or it's white. It's this or it's that. I'm using or I'm clean. And that's how it's always been. At least that's how it's been the few times I have gotten clean. I don't personally believe in accidental relapse. Uh, in fact, I believe that a person goes through quite a few thoughts and decisions before picking up and using. Um, the best way I know to get help on calling you out... Wait. The best way I know to get help on calling you out... So what does so what does someone do when they have these thoughts, these urges, these decisions to make before they use? Well, I think the best way to combat that, uh, if you can't do it internally, is to pick up the phone, to reach out to support. Uh, you know, and that's what we're going to talk about next uh, is uh, is support. You know, I think support in all stages of recovery is huge, but I think it's especially huge in early recovery recovery, <laughs> excuse me, uh, the foundation of a support system is one of the beginning fundamentals of recovery, a crucial element if you ask me, and whether it is a tight-knit group of supporting friends already in recovery, a sponsor and home group you regularly attend, or a residential or outpatient group that you've connected with, I can't imagine trying to get clean without a ready-to-go 
all-in support system like the one I found in the STARS program. Uh, For me personally, it was the only way to go, Uh, if not the easiest way to get the job done. You have to have people in your life that are educated and knowledgeable and strong uh, in all things recovery, uh, who at the same time have your best interests at heart, Um, you know, that can meet with you multiple times a week, hold you accountable, call you out on your bullshit, uh, discuss exactly what you, uh, what, you know, what the plan is for you not only to get clean, but you to stay clean. And then once you begin taking your medication and you've uh, developed, uh, uh, a strong treatment plan with your counselor, you can get to work uh, by going to and engaging in all your groups, uh, building up all your, you know, your arsenal of coping skills and setting obtainable recovery goals for you to accomplish throughout the week. Um, it, it's during the treatment planning time um, that I found it helpful to sit down and write out all the obstacles and issues uh, that, that are needing addressing uh, in order to really get the most out of uh, my efforts. Uh, what that looked like for me was multiple legal issues and court dates, uh, a housing situation, uh, financial obligations that have been put off, uh, money-making obligations to support myself and my family, uh, and last but not least, my DHS and child custody battles. Now, once my treatment plan was established, I didn't waste much time and got right to work on my assignments. Uh, not having a job gave me ample opportunities to, to do book work, um, but for the majority of my free time, I, I spent it thinking, writing, meditating. Um, I will say that without having um, a group time and, and my journaling as tools to help process my emotions, I most likely would have fell apart and possibly turned to what I know best. Um, it's super important to remember that while we're in our addiction, um, that we have blocked and numbed most of our emotions so that we, uh, so that when we are, our bodies begin and minds begin healing, uh, these emotions come rushing back all at once like a ton of bricks. My best guess is that a lot of people fall apart during this point, uh, especially ones without the tools and the information and the support to cope. I, I had a lot going on at the time. I still have a lot going on. Uh, and not to mention, uh, you know, during my life, after a few weeks, DHS removed my children from their mother's care and placed them with Rachel and I. So I had to figure out in a hurry how I was going to best care for them. I had a couple of op- options. I could either get overwhelmed, self-sabotage, and go back to using which would inevitably send my kids into foster care and uh, Rachel and drive Rachel away, or I could really do something I've never done before, at least since my early 20s, and that's be responsible and take care of uh, business, take care of my loved ones to the best of my ability. I decided to take a step back, go to my desk with my journal and a piece of paper, as I previously mentioned, I began journaling every day uh, the minute I got back into recovery. I always, no matter what, make sure that I don't miss a day of that uh, so that it becomes habit. Uh, I find it super beneficial. I actually talk about it quite a bit um, to anyone that will listen. So on this piece of paper I wrote out the things that I needed to be for my children and Rachel in order to succeed. 
I needed to be honest. I needed to be respectful, trustworthy, reliable, emotionally available, and strong. Uh, And so that's what I try to do. I still look at those words every morning as I start my day. I look at my schedule and I read my readings uh, just for today and out of my yesterday's tomorrow book. Now, everyone's struggle is different. And for a lot of us, turning to friends and family isn't an option. And that's why I think it's super important in early recovery to really examine and analyze your situation and all the aspects that make up your life uh, so you can meditate, pray, and plan out how best to recover and pull yourself out of the muck and mire and the destruction that you've caused. Um, Because that's just it. In our addictions, our brain starts to operate differently so that we make horrible decisions as a symptom uh, and we create tons of destruction, tons of victims. And so a lot of that needs to be repaired, all of it if you can. Um, but then that's where some of the steps come in. We'll talk about another time. Uh, but that's another reason why it's so important to, that I think, to have uh, professionals in your life that can help you, that know what to do. Uh, I mean, this is evidence-based, you know, proven stuff that works um, if you let it. So, um, so anyways, you know, uh, get with your counselor. Determine what your, your level of care uh, best suits you. Uh, and if there's nobody to turn to for help and support, nowhere to stay, nowhere to go, then I definitely think residential treatment is the best way to go. Um, if there's too long a waiting list or a geographical restriction of some kind, uh, then I also recommend looking into Oxford House or some kind of God gear sober living situation. Uh, I've seen quite a few success stories of people going that route. And as for me, I feel pretty blessed, dare, to say, dare I say lucky, all across the board. Um, so far, all my legal situations have been resolved with little to no consequence uh, due to my, the work that I've put in. Uh, my kids were placed with me, as I mentioned, by DHS. Uh, so, um, so I mean, even with my living situation being in transition, uh, it's not ideal, but it's it's more than tolerable, at least for me. Uh, and right before we got clean, Rachel and I came to stay with her friend. Um, and even though we believe her friend still uses occasionally we're mostly unaffected by it due to the fact that the space we occupy is separate from the main house Uh, even more fortunate is the fact that we have recently received a housing grant through csc that will help us get into our own place and pay for it for the next 12 months so even the dark situations start to seem a little brighter in recovery Uh, now the rest of this I'm just going to ad-lib um, because I, I don't have anything else in front of me um, to, uh, to glance at. And, um, but I will say this, uh, you know, nothing is impossible. And man, if you find the right support system and the right group and the right counselor, uh, this process is, is fairly painless, you know. Uh, you just have to be willing to make the the hard decisions, you know, set the boundaries, face your fears, you know. Uh, I can tell you this, though. Living in recovery, 
no matter how hard it gets, even on my worst day, is still better than my best day using. Until next time.